0: Welcome back to So Wait, Pause, the podcast where we pair a good and bad movie and get drunk while we do it. This is Ashley, and I'm with my favorite drinking buddy, Sean. Hey. Hi. These wheels keep on turning. What? <laughs> it's the theme of the of movie night tonight.
1: What? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about?
0: Sweet
1: Alabama. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess I forgot, because <laughs> you didn't start with that. You started in the middle, right?
0: I think it started with the words of the song. I don't
1: know. I, it's not like a song I listen to.
0: Um, Sean, nobody like is sitting around me like, oh, I want to listen to that song right now and put on the song Sweet Home Alabama. That is incorrect. No, that is like when you're drinking or like at an Alabama football game, like you put no, no, it no, on. No, 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 Sean, people do not like by themselves are like, I want to listen to the song Sweet Home Alabama.
1: Ashley, you're just absolutely incorrect that is
0: no i'm not
1: that here's why you're wrong H- have you ever met boomers yes that is like the that is the only music they listen to not Leonard Skinner, me. but like that is the the music what we associate with like event music right like like that you would hear in a football or baseball stadium that is what they listen to in their no. cars
0: no and like this is a very slippery conversation like we shouldn't just like Condemn entire generations of people, music <laughs> choices. No, well, like, I'm, saying, that I'm this, saying no, no, not even not even my mom is going to put on "Sweet Home Alabama" as just like, hmm, what song do I want to listen to? I could listen to Fleetwood Mac, or I could listen to "Sweet Home Alabama" by Leonard Skinner.
1: I just know for a fact. That I know is for out there a fact. This.
0: Maybe one person. No, uh,
1: there's certainly someone.
0: Yeah, There is certainly someone, yes. <laughs> y- you are correct. But y- I would say people, as like a general population, do not put on Sweet Home Alabama. It's just some easy listening tunes. Oh,
1: you're just not right. You know I know what? you're not right.
0: No, you're wrong.
1: Like Barracuda, that's another example, right? Where you're like, nobody listens to Barracuda. No, I,
0: I, I wouldn't make that argument. Really? no.
1: Okay. Well, it's just weird. We'll, we'll have to take a poll, but none of it are our friends, because none of our friends are going <laughs> to listen to Sweet Home Alabama on a regular basis. So yeah. we have to ask people when we're back in Alabama, we have to ask people, would you just on a random day, listen to Sweet Home Alabama? No. And it has to be people like your parents age. Sure. Who are the people who would? Sure. Okay. We'll, we'll go and poll people. You know there are Leonard Skinner tribute bands that regularly tour all over the place?
0: Yes, because that is an event that people want to feel like that horrible state pride. Like, (laughs) that is like a special event occurrence that I'm talking
1: about. We're going to take a poll, uh, at least of our friends in the immediate term, and then of other people in Alabama in the long term.
0: Yeah, well, we're going down to Alabama in a few weeks, so.
1: Okay, um... (laughs) But about the big wheels turning and whatever, uh, what that reminded me of was Wagon Wheel. Mm -hmm. Did you see the video online of somebody critiquing like the route that is described in Wagon Wheel?
0: Yeah, and I'm glad (laughs) somebody finally did because it doesn't make sense.
1: It's like none of this makes (laughs) sense unless they're going from, what was it, like a target (laughs) that is in in one region and then they're heading from there to another region. That was pretty funny. I'm
0: going to try this. Oh, no,
1: I remember what it was. It was the... If you're going, I remember exactly what it was. It wasn't a target. It was a gap because they say the Cumberland Gap. And they're like, well, if you're talking about the Cumberland Gap, the place, then that (laughs) it makes absolutely no sense how you you two would meet up here. But if you're going from the gap in Cumberland, then it does make sense. So, so we're gonna have to see. It's the uh, Old Crow Medicine Show, right?
0: Yeah, maybe. maybe
1: somewhere online they have a. Although
0: I played that as one of my uh, name that tune songs with my team, uh-huh. and all of them said Darius Rucker, and I was like, "Fuck all of you." Well, I'm sure well, I mean, he like, probably like he, uh, he did cover it, it right? but also for HR reasons, like I'm not saying fuck you actually <laughs> to the people who report to me. I'm like just saying that, like, no, it's Old Crow of a Medicine Show, and Darius Rucker recently did a cover of it,
1: right? Well, I mean, a lot of people have done covers of it. Sure. But like Darius Rucker had it like in the
0: top. I don't know what country does, but like it, it, it's not a top 40. Yeah. Because top 40 is like top 40 songs in the country, but like the top country songs.
1: Yeah. Um, did you remember, I'm sure you do, the first New Year's that we spent at the Bama, The mm-hmm. only one that we spent at the Bama, but the first New Year's that we spent together when they played Wagon Wheel like about 90 times. They had like yeah. four stages, and we heard "Wagon Wheel" like at least <laughs> ten to fifteen times. They just kept playing it. Not not always at the same stage, but it was being recycled.
0: It was, yeah, you're right. But there's
1: one that everybody sang along to, like when it came on. So it's yeah. like nobody realized, or maybe they did, and they nobody just wanted cared. to keep hearing it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, first, I want to try. Have you tried your drink yet? No. So we just got the Twenty One Seeds Jalapeno Cucumber Tequila.
1: Smells well, very cucumbery.
0: Yeah, which I don't like.
1: It's so like I'm about to drink my okay, Jimmy John sandwich.
0: Okay, oh my god!
1: It's not terrible. Too cucumbery. Not enough jalapeno.
0: I don't know. I don't know if I like that.
1: I could definitely drink it. I can't determine if it would go better in a more complex drink or if it's just a like. I don't taste you literally... tequila
0: at all, though. Do you taste tequila? No. So the cucumber completely cuts out the tequila.
1: Yeah, I mean, it does. There's no burn to it. I don't know. I don't like that as much. I do like the ghost one, and but it's just been constantly sold out. So the yeah. ghost one is also much spicier, which is what I prefer.
0: Sean went to the liquor store today and then could not find anything that was on the grocery list of liquors.
1: Yeah, I mean, everything is like on the like fifth tier option because everything's gone especially tequila because tequila was just like man they had a rough time it wasn't just the supply chain like a lot of things it was also like the droughts and like the agave plants died and Mm -hmm. agave takes a really long time to harvest so when it dies it's like well you're not gonna have agave for the next seven years (laughs) like there's gonna be i feel like that shortage is gonna last a while unless they just have some like surplus of agave somewhere I don't know. It seems like something they can't fix in the, even within a few years. I know that a lot of like small, like mom and pop type tequila farms, which aren't, there are not not like agave farms. I mean, tequila distilleries, there aren't a ton of them, but the ones that aren't like mass marketed and sent everywhere, a lot of them have been trying to fill some of the demand because they're more like local, but now they're like, There's a market for them to just, like, ship all their stuff to Uh bigger places and then use it that way. Um, But I don't know. So I know that there's a lot of tequilas popping up on shelves that a lot of people haven't heard of before. Uh And they're not, like, just your standard, like, Patron, Don Julio, any of that type of stuff. Yeah. Uh, So who knows? Maybe we'll find some uh, little gems (laughs) out there on the shelves. But
0: (laughs) (laughs) Find some little gems.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Would you call this a gem? No, not this one. But the go- the ghost one, yeah, that, yeah. that's relatively new. And the one that we had the other day at the bar, um, the guy was telling us about, like, he knew the guy who, like, made the tequila. I don't
0: remember this. What?
1: Don't remember. He gave it to us for free. Remember to try oh, it? Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really good. I, I thought you meant, like, literally the other day. No, no, no. You meant, but, like, weeks ago.
1: No, he was saying that he knew the guy who made it and that he's, like, never had a chance to sell it before. Now he's being able to sell it because everything else in the market is gone. Right. Yeah, that was really good. But he was also telling us that it used to be like twenty dollars, and now it's like forty dollars. Right. Because literally, no tequila exists.
0: Right. Well, getting back to the theme of movie night tonight, mm-hmm. um, so it's my picks, and this, like most times with my picks, my picks always seem to center around the center around the bad movie that I want to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, the bad movie that I'm choosing is *Sweet Home Alabama*. Yep. But I thought that since I am from Alabama, um, I would choose a good movie that was filmed in my hometown, Mm -hmm. which is Fairhope, Alabama. So, I mean, typically if you're going to ask me, like, what's the best movie that's ever been filmed in Fairhope? Because weirdly, Fairhope is becoming a place that people are filming movies more and more Mm -hmm. every day, I guess. Um,
1: Yeah, we've talked about that before.
0: Yeah. But I Get Out would be the movie that I would choose.
1: Yeah, of course. I and mean, it's, like, by far the most famous thing ever filmed there.
0: Yeah. But we watched that, in, like, not terribly long ago. Um, so I didn't feel like I should choose it for movie night. Yeah. So what I did decide to choose was the movie Hush, which is not a movie that a ton of people know about. It was one of those horror movies made for Netflix that came out, I believe, in 2017.
1: Was it made for Netflix? I thought so. I thought we saw it in the theaters. No. Really? Yeah. Look that up.
0: I'm, I'm positive. For
1: right? some reason, it just felt like a theater movie.
0: Let's see. Let's see. Yeah, like on Rotten Tomatoes, there's not even like a theater. Huh? Like box office.
1: For some reason, I maybe it's just the quality of it. I just always assumed, and I thought I thought I had a memory of seeing it in theater. Nope. But maybe I not. Was, I remember
0: when we watched it.
1: When did it come out?
0: Uh, 2017. Hmm. Watched well, it not that long after we moved into this house.
1: It says twenty sixteen.
0: Mine says May twenty third, twenty seventeen.
1: Huh. This one like little IMDB and Wikipedia both say twenty sixteen. But was it in theaters?
0: You're gonna find like the one thing like where they released really it in like two theaters and tell me that. It so was- it
1: was produced by Intrepid and Blumhouse Productions. Mhm. Co written by Mike Flanagan, which we already know. Music by the Newton brothers, yeah, distributed by Netflix. You're right. But Weird. I mean, it's also in English and American Sign Language, which is appropriate.
0: That is appropriate. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So the big thing here is that you've already said. Um. So it was written and directed by Mike Flanagan. His wife, Kate Siegel, who is the main actress in this, also has a writing credit on it. Brainstormed it together. Kate Siegel is like his, like his muse. Like mm-hmm. she's in every single thing that he's ever done. I'm pretty sure. But I love Mike Flanagan because he's the one who did the Haunting at Hill House. Yeah. um, Which I think is one of the best horror things that's ever been created.
1: Mm -hmm. You read it at the top of your horror movie list, even though it's not a movie.
0: I sure did.
1: (laughs) I think you called it a, like, 20-hour-long movie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty on par for movies today. Uh, Okay, so what I love about this is, so usually when we read our synopsis movies, we read them from Rotten Tomatoes. But typically... Rotten Tomatoes has the most verbose synopses, mm-hmm. but for this one, this is their synopsis: mm-hmm. A deaf woman is stalked by a killer in her home. Hey,
1: that <laughs> is literally the premise.
0: That is literally the premise. Good job, Rotten Tomatoes. Also, you got to the point.
1: It's it's kind of hard to add any more to that because mm-hmm. it's such a short and singular movie you know it's like runtime is
0: an hour and 27 minutes
1: it's a pretty simple movie Mm -hmm. like the storyline isn't complex there's really not even much metaphor to it honestly it's it's not one that you're supposed to guess like what did this mean what was the book she was like what is like you know there's none of that there's no this like second guessing about like the motives and the like they don't even give you a backstory of the killer
0: i don't know if i'm getting used to the cucumber or if the cucumber is just opening up more now
1: (laughs) so now you like it
0: I wouldn't go that far, but it's not bothering me as much. Maybe it's just like because it's coated my tongue now.
1: Mm, I don't know. Mm.
0: Ugh. Now it's spilling on myself. Okay. Sorry. Back to this. So, anyways, yeah, pretty concise, pretty straightforward of what the movie's about. Um, I only found rules on one site, which honestly, I'm surprised I found rules on any site for this movie. Mm-hmm. It's not like I, there's not many people that I'm like, hey, have you seen the movie Hush? And they're like, oh, yeah, I love it. Um, but, from a website called Bloody Good Horror, these are the rules that they have. Drink drink whenever you want to yell at the screen, but remember, she can't hear you. <laughs> okay. Goodness. Yeah. Uh, take a sip for dialogue after long bouts of silence. That's a good one. Yeah. Because there's not a ton of dialogue at this No, movie. I
1: mean, most of it's quiet.
0: Uh, cheers, cheers to John Gallagher Jr. Okay. I mean... Yeah, I, I enjoy him as an actor, but, like, what is that as a drinking game?
1: I guess whenever you see him. Or, that's a one-time drinking role, kind of, though.
0: Yeah, okay. Whatever. Good, bloody, or bloody good horror. Um, drink for every new character that's introduced. There's not a ton of new characters, I don't think.
1: Not that I remember, but I guess we'll I see. I there were
0: two, but maybe, <laughs> maybe there's more than I remember. <laughs> Uh, And take a sip whenever technology is used in an interesting way. Uh, Maybe because she's deaf, like, she has to use, like, or, yeah, like, maybe that's what they mean.
1: I have no idea. It's been a while since I saw this.
0: Right. Um, I think that one that we should add is anytime there's a jump scare.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: Because um, we're watching a horror movie.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, And then, um, like, maybe any time, like, there's something going on around her that she's not aware of.
1: Okay. Like
0: I, Like, the scene that I, like, am remembering is, like, I just remember, like, you can see him, like, looking through the window and she has no clue.
1: Okay. But wouldn't that be one that you yell at her when it says you want to yell at her?
0: Maybe. I guess. I guess so. Anything else you think we should add?
1: No, I, I don't remember enough about it to, to add rules.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, let's go watch. All right. And we're back from watching Hush. This movie was so good.
1: Yeah, it was really good and short. And short. Yeah, nice. Don't see many movies that short.
0: Yeah, yeah you're not wrong.
1: And a movie like this doesn't really need to be. I mean, it's just like an hour and 20 something minutes. And you really don't need it to be much longer than that because it's a very simple story. Like I said, like it's not trying to do much. It's a home invasion story and there's not much to go with that. Right. Like the only way you would make it longer is by having some random backstory about her before she's in the house or how she met the killer or something like that. But this isn't even trying to connect the two. Yeah. It's just literally like this is a random stranger. He has absolutely no collect connection to her. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe that's supposed to be a twist of sorts that she literally doesn't know who this guy is but uh it's not really set up as a twist necessarily
0: yeah it was just i don't know it was obviously a like the point but it, it was like the movie was one long really satisfying asmr video <laughs> like especially like the beginning and... especially the beginning like before it gets into like the scary movie part but like yeah it's just like like the, the hearing of like her just like doing things and like the water boiling and
1: Right, they definitely
0: the the vegetables.
1: Right, they definitely overemphasize the sound Mm -hmm. because she is deaf and and whatnot. Also, some of those were like really loud. They really Mm -hmm. turned up the volume on it, and then when it shifts to her, all that sound goes away, as like showing like she isn't hearing any of this or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, I thought overall it wasn't like a bad depiction of like a deaf person. Some of them, you know, some movies like this are like it's more gimmicky and like Mm -hmm. not as good. I don't know if it's like a perfect representation of of a deaf person, but at least they tried, right? Uh, there are a couple of things that I had questions about, though. So, for instance, I, I don't even know the answer to this, but I'm I, I know that this is different depending on if you're born deaf or if you become deaf, and this was set up as she became deaf, right? So she yes. could hear up to a certain age and then she got lost really her sick hearing
0: or something, right?
1: Yeah, and so. There's a question that it raises, which is what voice do you hear in your head when you're deaf? So if you're born deaf, my understanding is that you don't really hear any voice because you haven't heard a voice. And of course, deafness is on like a huge spectrum, right? So Mm -hmm. like from literally nothing at all to like very, very muffled noises that you can't differentiate any sound from. Right. Up to like everything else, right? Old age type hearing loss. Uh, It seems like for people who, like, are just born deaf, do not hear sound at all, Mm -hmm. uh, they don't really hear voices. And what I've kind of what I've at least heard uh, anecdotally and through some, like, books is that they kind of, like, their, like, inner monologue is kind of, like, kinetic. It's, like, them signing to themselves.
0: Interesting.
1: You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. because... It's like, it's, it's very visual. And so like, mm-hmm. they're the languages. And so it's like, they're kind of going through it as if it's just the motions, mm-hmm. which is one of the things that's always fascinated me most in psychology and those types of things. I've never been in that specific area of psychology, but I've always been really interested in it. And like Oliver Sacks, how he used to write all those books, you know, about like the man who mistook his wife for a hat. Just like, it's very fascinating to think about how differently everybody perceives and experiences the world. In ways that we never really thought about before, mm-hmm. and so some movies like this get at least a little bit at it.
0: Mm-hmm. Can I do a complete aside for just a second? Yeah. Okay. Right, so something you know, like how like sometimes like you'll hear about things that, like things that you do that you always kind of thought were like unique to you, and then you hear about like somebody else does it. Yeah. I don't know if this is uh, so. This is me asking you. There's something that I do. 24
1: 7 uh-huh
0: it's two things but they're kind of related okay so like i know the asl alf- alphabet mm-hmm. that's all i know in sign language uh-huh but like i know every letter more than i know so sometimes like when i like hear a word or something like if i'm like watching tv or like i'm in a meeting or something and like i'm listening and i'm like, gonna hear a word like, I'll have, like, my hand, like, resting on my leg, and, like, I'll, like, spell out that word in sign language. Mm-hmm. Like, just, like, over and over again. Weird. Or I become, a, I'm, like, kind of obsessed with, like, things being able to be, like, grouped in threes or in fives. So, like, I'll hear, like, words or phrases, and I'll, like, tap out, like, like a phrase. Like, a, the word, a phrase, or the, the phrase, a phrase. Like, on my hand, I'll be going, like, I'll tap like my one finger for A, one like one finger for P, one finger for H R A S E, and then like I get like really bothered. Like so that's that's gonna be seven, so I can't group that by three or five. And so I'll like but why
1: for your five?
0: <laughs> I don't know. And so sometimes I'll take away a finger <laughs> and and see if like okay now I'm doing it in a multiple four. Can I can I do it that way? Um, which I wouldn't. Are be you
1: able using it to... kind of like a math game?
0: Maybe, I don't know, but... It
1: sounds more like a puzzle that you're trying to set up for yourself than it does, like, just, like, a nervous tick or something.
0: I don't know, but I will say that years ago, I saw my mom tapping her leg, Hmm. like, when we were talking about something. I was like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, I don't really know. I just kind of sometimes do this thing. And, like, we've never, ever, ever, ever talked about Mm -hmm. that, but apparently, like, we both kind of do that. Or, like, sometimes, like, I'll... um, like like say a word and I'll like tape my finger and I'll like write the word like on my leg like over and over again. I've caught her doing that too. Weird. Isn't that strange? Yeah, it's
1: really weird. Do
0: you do anything like that?
1: No, not that I can think of. Huh. The closest I can think of is like when I'm editing the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of like start especially when you listen to yourself talk a mm-hmm. lot you mm-hmm. start to notice the normal tonation and mm-hmm. rhythm that you speak in mm-hmm. and so it's like I can predict the way that you or I will say a phrase mm-hmm. because it kind of always matches the same rhythm. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes what I will find myself doing is like almost in the air because you have to kind of stop, right, to edit out, you know, dead space or edit out um, if you reset a word or mm-hmm. you reset something or something like that. And so I will find myself uh, like listening to the word and like almost tapping it out in the air mm-hmm. to know like, well, the word ends here mm-hmm. and so I should stop it there.
0: Because if you don't,
1: then it'll sound awkward. Right. It'll sound like you're not continuing your normal sentence. Interesting. Um, yeah. But it's like something that I've kind of just, maybe it's just because I've listened to so many now mm-hmm. that it kind of just became a thing. I don't do that like when people are talking. Right. That you do it when I'm talking.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> when you're always trying to predict how I'm going to end my phrases. I am? Yeah. It's like you, you literally mouth the end of every sentence that I say, especially when I'm talking to someone else.
0: It's so interesting because one of my like childhood friends when we were kids told me i do that. But it's not something I'm like consciously doing.
1: Well, I thought my you'd mom, consciously do it.
0: No, my mom kind of does it too. Hmm.
1: Well, I mean like... Like I
0: have no clue that I'm doing it.
1: Hmm. Weird. Yeah, I mean because you don't do it when I'm just sitting talking to you like this. When you do it is when I'm talking to a third party and you're like watching me talk and you know what I'm going to say probably. <laughs> or <laughs> Especially it's like a phrase I always say or like a... A story that, a I, always story that I always tell. You'll literally... Normally, it's when I'm telling a story that you've already heard or I've already told you from that day or a mm-hmm. long-term one. And you, like, literally say the whole end of it as I'm saying it. Interesting. hmm But you mouth it.
0: I have no clue that I do that. It's so weird. But it's so weird because, like, when I was a kid, maybe I was, like, 12 or 13 one of my friends told me I did that. And I was like, huh. what are you talking about? But nobody's ever told me since that I do it.
1: Oh, no, you've done it ever since I met you. Interesting. Come maybe on. people just, like, don't pay attention or...
0: Or, is, I mean, you kind of have to be close with someone to kind of bring that up as...
1: Well, that too. But yeah. it's also not something that you do when you're talking directly to a person. It's when you're watching a third-party conversation. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, somebody would have to pay attention to you paying attention to a conversation, is what I'm trying to say, Interesting, right? Interesting, yeah. It wouldn't be like oh. on one, one-on-one, yeah.
0: Interesting. Well, that was just a really random aside. I, you talking about, like, people like going through, like, the motions of ASL in their head. Mm-hmm. Made me think of, like, how, like, I'll, like, not in a conscious manner. So, unconsciously? Yep. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, I'll, like, spell out words with my hand, like, just, like, resting on my leg.
1: Yeah. Hmm. the alphabet. I don't know. Well, um, the only, well, so the only thing similar I do is that sometimes if I'm preparing to do something, Mm -hmm. I'll almost, like, do a countdown of sorts to do it.
0: Like, When you're like, okay, like, I need to, like, get up and be like...
1: Yeah, like, when I need to get up or if I am washing my hands and I need to stop washing my hands, Mm -hmm. I'll almost be like, okay, and a one, two, three. (laughs) And then I'll end, right? Because the part of that is just, like, how long should I wash my hands for? And now I'm, like, stopping. But anyway, so going back to the voice, the answer for her is that she lost her voice when she was Mm young-ish. I don't remember if it was, like, a preteen or a a child, but... Mm -hmm. Essentially, someone asked her during this movie, whose voice do you hear? And she says that she hears her mom's voice, which I feel like would be really weird. You know, you'd probably just hear the voice that you had when you lost your voice. But in her, so like in the movie, she's basically saying that like, because I know I'm older now, I've subconsciously replaced my child voice with my mother's voice as if that's like what my voice changed into as I got older. Right. I don't know if how that, that's how that works, mm-hmm. but it caught my interest. <laughs> it's something yeah. that I want to look up to see, like, do, would your voice change? Like, if you lo- if you do hear your in your head your own voice, right, is it your childhood voice or is it like a made-up teen and adult voice or is it a voice based off of other people of the age that you are now? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it would be an interesting thing to figure out.
0: Right. Um Something that was a really fun Easter egg in this, it it happened around the same time of the scene that you're talking about. Um, It's her neighbor that she's friends with comes over at the beginning of the movie. So Mm -hmm. we we did get introduced to more than two characters in the movie.
1: Yeah. We actually got introduced to There's like a handful.
0: Way more than I thought. Yeah. Um, So turned out to be a decent drinking role. Um, But her neighbor friend is coming over to return her book, and it's a book that she wrote. Um, and the main
1: character wrote, yeah, yeah. yeah the mm-hmm. main
0: character wrote, and the book is called Midnight Mass, mm-hmm. which, if you're a Mike Flanagan fan who who made the movie, um, that was the name of the TV show that he released uh, last year with Netflix. Right. Yeah. Um, so that was like really that was a really fun Easter egg that I obviously would not have caught the first time we watched this because the TV show did not exist.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean. I guess we read that it, it was something that he had been trying to get picked up for a while. Yeah. A really and so time. he just built it into this as like a, just a thing for himself. Kind of.
0: Right. Yeah. So that was a, that was a fun strug.
1: Yeah. One thing that this movie did beyond teach me, uh, I don't know if it taught me anything about, uh, about deaf culture or anything like that, but one thing it did teach me, uh, or reinforced, I should say, is that I'm never going to live in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> or a rural, rural area, for that matter. <laughs> because as dangerous as cities are and, and seem, every single every single murder thing is always in the woods. Every single yeah. time. And like I'm sure in real life, maybe that's not as true. Though there is a lot of crime in rural places, even though people don't talk about it. Right. More per capita often than in most cities. But again, not a lot of people talk about that. Um, but man, if just like the horror fan of me, it like in me Mm -hmm. would not want to go, like, do you want to go stay in the middle of the woods with no cell phone reception in a place nobody knows where we are (laughs) and like live there (laughs) and like, there's nobody that can come and help you. And if you call the police, they're 30 minutes away.
0: If we had cell phone reception, I would like to go stay at a place like that.
1: Like maybe staying there, but living, like she lives there.
0: Sure. Not living there.
1: But even if you stay there, I mean, again, it's the horror movies are split between do you live right. out in the middle of nowhere or are you visiting? Normally they're visiting.
0: See, there are a few things that like, like when you talk about getting married, nobody warns you of certain things you're going to have to sacrifice that you never thought you're going to have to sacrifice. What do you mean? I didn't know I was going to have to, one, sacrifice being able to like go do like a beach trip in Florida because you could not stand to go do like
1: spend a week at the beach. I can stand to do that.
0: Then why haven't we?
1: I honestly don't know. Normally, because you don't want to. <laughs> no, no, that's not right. I do like going to the beach. It and I obviously went to Cancun twice in one year, which is essentially a beach trip. <laughs> what I just a want. Different. I don't want to be like sitting out in the sun on the beach for like eight hours straight. That's sure, what I don't. I don't want.
0: want to do that either. My
1: skin can't take it, and yeah, that's mine either.
0: We have the same pale, sensitive skin.
1: Right. So if we were just not doing that. I think part of the problem is that we take a lot of trips and we don't always have room built in to go just do a random beach trip to a place we've already been before. But part of the problem is that the people we know who go to the beach are the people who literally want to sit in the sun on the beach for an entire day. Right.
0: But you're married so that you have a friend who wants to do the things you want to do. So like we wouldn't have to do that.
1: Sure. I mean, if we can get away from it. But like when we did our bachelor bachelorette party. Mm hmm. It was literally on the beach, and I literally got sun poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> I had to, like, bury my feet in the sand because I was about to die.
0: Anyways, the other thing that I have to give up is, like, doing, like, having, like, an idyllic, like, glass house in the
1: woods or... Uh, when have you ever wanted a glass house in the woods? So much. You want to live in an, a glass house in the woods?
0: Yeah, like, for, like, I don't know, like, a year. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I feel like you're grasping at straws here. I think you're trying to find ways that, like... No! I had like, to give up living in the middle of nowhere in a glass go, house in the woods. I can
0: even go do, like, a cabin vacation somewhere because you get so bored and you don't want to do it. Like, I, since I've known you, I've wanted to, like, go, like, get a cabin in Gatlinburg in the winter. And you're like, it would be so boring. I don't want to. I
1: I would do that.
0: No, but you haven't and you won't. You're saying that now, but you won't.
1: I would. You I won't. would. And it's it's... We have to do something... Mm. See, now part of the problem is Gatlinburg is like a lot, like it's a, it's a drive. So you have to really be dedicated to like, we're going to drive a long way because the flights aren't very cheap to go out there. So, I mean, if there's like a cabin closer by that I didn't have to drive seven hours to get to, and like the ones in Arkansas, like aren't the same until you get like out to hot springs, which is also kind of far away. I, I mean, I would do it, but again, it's just like, for me, do we do that? Or do we, like, go see a city we've never seen?
0: But that's what we always end up doing because that's what you want to do.
1: But we've seen so many cities now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So can I just go have, like, my really relaxing, like, woodsy vacation?
1: Yeah. I mean, or my could...
0: really relaxing, beachy vacation?
1: Yeah. And But we have also built those in. We've gone to Cancun three times. In...
0: One of them was our honeymoon. One was, like, in the middle of the pandemic when we are trying to get away. And the third one was because our friends liked
1: our pictures and did it and we didn't want to feel left out <laughs> so we went back sure yeah but we've also gone on cruises that were on beaches and we've gone to i don't
0: cruises are for you that's a you thing i don't want to go on a cruise
1: i've only gone on a couple
0: a couple yes you know how many cabins we've stayed in zero <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey i've stayed in a cabin
0: yeah without me <laughs>
1: well that wasn't a choice that was a yeah. bad part <laughs> it'd be real weird <laughs> if you showed up Hey <laughs> guys i uh, brought my wife uh, here <laughs> Hope oh, that's okay. <laughs> you're
0: literally telling gotta tell the story of when you're on the bachelor party in the cabin. It was in Asheville and uh <laughs> Sean like texts me like you, you know, like you're just checking in. I'm like, Hey, like what are you guys doing? And you're like, Well, everyone is outside in the hot tub, but I saw a spider, so not not me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's if that's kind of accurate, but not entirely. <laughs> I was not getting in that hot tub. Yeah. Um it wasn't a spider. It was that, like, the whole thing was covered in spider webs. You told me it was just a big spider that you saw. No, both. So part of the problem was that it's just, like, I don't I don't remember why that would be, like, so getting, like, covered in spider webs. I don't know why that would be happening, because this didn't look like a place that was, like, abandoned, right? Like, this mm-hmm. looks like it had re- regular visitors, but it's just, like, the hot tub was placed in an area where it was just, like, getting overgrown with spider webs, and then there was also a spider, like, the size of my fist. And that's not an exaggeration, because also <laughs> when we were... Picture
0: spider, size of his thumbnail.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, but also, like, when we were driving, it was really steep hills through, like, a really densely wooded area, mm-hmm. and it was dark, very dark, when we got there. And the headlights, uh, you know, it was, like, with put the brights on and whatever. When we turned one corner... And right in front of the, like, uh, windshield was this enormous spider. Like, <laughs> I mean, like bigger than my fist, like huge, absolutely enormous. And everybody was like, what the fuck? <laughs> everybody like simultaneously was like, what is that? But a lot of things were overgrown with spider webs. Like, they had, like, a recycling uh, bin thing, Mm -hmm. and people opened it to put cans in there, and it was just, like, filled with spiders. Spider are super fast, though, with with building webs. Yeah. Also, it's just, like, it makes me think of, like, your parents' boat.
0: Well, I was about to say, you would have died growing up in South Alabama, because we lived out in the boonies, and we lived, like, on two acres of property. So, like, our backyard was heavily wooded. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and we had banana spiders, which did you guys, I don't think they have them here in Tennessee. Mm,
1: okay. I don't know. I, I don't. But
0: they're like big, like I'm holding up, like definitely the size of my fist, uh-huh. um, yellow and black spider, like yeah. striped spiders. I've, I've
1: seen them before, but I don't know. if But I mean somewhere. like
0: they were everywhere. But I remember one, one day I was I had to be 16 cause I was driving to dance practice in my car on the Back uh, driver's side window, a big one had like started building a nest and was just sitting on the window. On the uh, inside? No, on the outside. Okay. But like I was like terrified to get in the car, but like I had to go and mm-hmm. like nobody was home. So like I couldn't like ask Ken to come help me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so <laughs> I got in from the passenger side. And then the entire way that I drove to dance practice, and this was like when I was going to a studio that was like down at the beach, so it took me like 35 minutes to get there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I would, I drove the entire way leaning <laughs> over towards the passenger side as if the spider was going to like osmosis into the, <laughs> <laughs> into the car through the window, but I was terrified. I think about that all the time. You would have died. Uh, yeah. You would have been like, okay, we don't own this car anymore. <laughs>
1: i don't know it's when i was in texas too there were like a lot of black widows and things and i remember like going into like the shed or like on going on the back porch and seeing black widows and those like really freaked me out they also look look dangerous i mean they're one of those you know how like some creatures like they look poisonous because they are poisonous black widows are one of those (laughs) it's like you have a a natural biological reaction yeah Uh, but and that was like one of the things i was seeing the most often and then a tarantula one time that my parents dispute, but I yeah, know that I saw.
0: Say, your parents are
1: very firm in that you did not see a tarantula. I know for a fact I did, and <laughs> they weren't there to dispute it. So they're just assuming I didn't see one. As
0: someone who loves you and is married to you, I kind of believe your parents in this. Mm, I don't know. You have an uncanny ability to really exaggerate things. And your parents said they you get that from your grandfather.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, he exaggerated things for sure. But uh, <laughs> this is one I'm telling the truth.
0: Um, I will say that the, uh, getting back to the movie, that the drinking rule about, uh, wanting to yell at her became a great rule, but also very funny. Cause I wrote down when you like were
1: screaming, jump on top of him. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was so funny. <laughs> well, and it's because she's. She's not the most infuriating character in a horror movie, not by any means. She comes up with some pretty smart stuff. Yeah, she's pretty industrious. Uh, the rule where she like uses technology in a yes. innovative ways, yeah, that is definitely was true. Really
0: good. I don't want to like. I don't want to necessarily give away like all the ways that she does it, but it's yeah. pretty cool.
1: No, well, it's just like, it was yeah. a
0: good rule. It was, that was like a really innovative
1: rule. That right. Sometimes made. it's, it's not just because she's deaf. Sometimes it's just as a distraction. Sometimes it is like to help her keep track of like where he might be when he can when she can't hear him mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, but no, I mean, I thought she was a pretty good protagonist mm-hmm. in that she was putting up a fight. Mm-hmm. However, there are moments that are very infuriating <laughs> where you're definitely going to want to scream because, I mean, there's a lot of times where she probably could have gotten away, like, run away mm-hmm. for so many different reasons. Like, because he was on the complete opposite side of the house, she could have, like, just literally run into the woods and, like... Mm-hmm all he had at most was a crossbow and he lost that over time and you can only have so many crossbow bolts. So it's like, and he kept shooting them. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you're, you're at a point where like he would have just had to catch you. And if he didn't, if he was starting at that big of a deficit, you probably could have run away. Mm -hmm. Even if you had to hide in the woods, that part aside, there were other times where he got knocked down or where he could have been knocked down Mm -hmm. where it's just like, man, like, Mm -hmm. come on, don't, don't just keep hiding. Right. Like, there's a, there comes a point at which if your killer, potential killer, is right below you, has no idea that you're there, and I don't even think had a weapon at that point, mm-hmm. like, you have the weapon, I think that's the moment where you need a surprise attack, right? And, like, you jump on top of him and you stab him. Right. Like, you don't just, like, try to slowly, like, wait, wait for him to walk away, and then you jump down and he surprises you from behind. Like, like come on. Right. Like, at some point, you have the advantage and you need to take it. Right. So, beyond that, I think that it was a pretty good protagonist and wasn't one that you're just constantly groaning at.
0: Yeah, I agree. Also, uh, I mentioned Easter egg earlier. So, and this kind of goes back to your comment on like being in the woods. Mm-hmm. So, while this was filmed in Alabama, it was supposed to be set like, like take place like in like Maine or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. it was supposed to be taking like on like up in the north. Yeah. Um, but a really good Easter egg is there's a scene where they're calling the cops and they're giving the address of where they're at, and they give the address of uh 811 Fairhope, mm-hmm. which was a an Easter egg for the fact that they're filming in Fairhope, Alabama, which I thought was cool,
1: right? Yeah, that was that was pretty cool. We caught that, and most people wouldn't catch that because they don't know where it was filmed at,
0: yeah, so that was fun. Uh, what else you got on this?
1: I mean, not much because. It's such a simple movie, it and, really is. and I don't want to give much away.
0: I know like, there's, I have one note left, but like I don't even want to do that because it has it gives away a plot point at the end that I don't want to talk about. So, well,
1: yeah, about. and I didn't even cover the part that angered me by far the most <laughs> because it would be kind of a spoiler, right? But there is one time more than all others where she had like it's not just an advantage; mm-hmm. it is like you had a guaranteed victory, and she didn't take it uh-huh. for a reason that like. She doesn't have a reason. It's like she, I don't know if she just like stopped and was like, uh, I don't know what to do or what, but it's like, she literally just stands frozen for a long time <laughs> in a moment where she could 100% end all of this and win.
0: Yeah. That's the same note that I
1: have here. Of- and so like, I, I mean, come on, it, but it's, it's not even like an in question. This right. isn't the type of thing where are like, well, could I do it? And like, is this the right moment? No, like that's the right moment. And you lost it. <laughs> and like, come on.
0: I don't know. That was a pretty satisfying of me though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in terms of drinkability, I gave us an eight out of ten. I really enjoyed drinking to it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was also gonna give an eight out of ten. It would have been lower had it not been for the moments of wanting to yell at the screen. <laughs> and it's not just for because she when she's frustrating, it's mm-hmm. also because of like just those moments where it's like he can like stalk her without her noticing and... Yeah.
0: So like we talked about this like right after we finished watching this, but like I was nervous about choosing this as my movie for drinking night because uh-huh. typically like this is definitely like a serious movie. Yeah. And like comedies definitely play better on a drinking movie night type right. of thing. And so I said a similar thing about um Nightcrawler. Yeah, you did. So similar to like how Nightcrawler I thought was gonna be maybe too serious. I was scared this might do the same. Mm-hmm. But I thought this was a really good like, movie night movie. Yeah.
1: No, it was good. And again, short, so it's easy to pair with another movie right, if you want to yeah. watch two back to back like we do.
0: Yeah, for sure. So I thought it was good. As always, I write down my like score right as soon as like we are finishing the movie. Mm-hmm. I wrote down an 86, but that kind of feels a little low. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe I'd say like an 88 is probably more accurate.
1: Huh, I was going to give an 85.
0: Huh. Interesting.
1: And again, just because it is a good movie, um, you'll enjoy watching it, but it is very simple.
0: Sure, but like don't I really appreciate when a movie like recognizes what it should be and what it is mm-hmm. and doesn't try to add bells and whistles. And
1: I agree. I just feel like to get into the nineties, it would have to add something more unique. And I guess like sure. the deaf aspect is what they're making unique, but also that's not like entirely unique because other movies have done similar things yeah uh even around this time period and there was another one about a blind person Mm -hmm. that we watched around this um point in time so it's just like yeah uh not entirely unique but it very good does a good job is definitely like creepy it's never Mm -hmm. like scary right like Mm -hmm. I wasn't as scared after this as after The Strangers. Right. <laughs> Strangers is like one of the scariest things I've ever watched. Right. Um, maybe I wouldn't feel the same now that they've, there have been so many home invasion movies. But like, I never felt as scared in this. But yeah. I mean, I thought it was, it was still very good. And it was good for this type of movie, but not quite to the level of like a 90, 95 horror movie in a big release in a theater. Right. Right.
0: Okay. Well, are you ready to transition to Sweet Home Alabama? I suppose. You're not excited?
1: Uh I mean I'm not unexcited. <laughs> is you, that a word?
0: you sounded unexcited.
1: <laughs> uh, I mean I've never seen the movie. I uh, I've I mean I've been around the movie, so I have some idea of like some of the movie. My mom used to watch this. I think i mentioned that before, but mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'm not, like, anti, like, watching these types of movies like some people are. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's not like I'm, like.
0: I have a feeling it's going to be a good movie for movie night. Yeah. I mean, hopefully so. I think it's going to be a good, bad movie. Yeah. Um, So, if you love Under a Rock Like Sean, uh, (laughs) this is uh, a movie that came out in uh, 2002. uh, Synopsis from Rotten Tomatoes. A uh, New York fashion designer Melanie, played by Reese Witherspoon suddenly finds herself engaged to the city's most eligible b- bachelor but Melanie's past holds many secrets including Jake the redneck husband she married in high school who refuses to divorce her bound and determined to end their relationship once and for all, Melanie sneaks back home to Alabama to confront her past only to discover you can take the girl out of the south but you can't take the south out of the girl
1: oof oof <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, maybe you'll like it. It has a good chance of being bad. Though I'm sure, I know that there are people that we know even that probably think that this is this movie is fantastic. Okay, watch this movie
0: is the pride of Alabama.
1: Which is weird. I I don't understand that, but...
0: Like, the state of Alabama thinks this is the best thing that's ever happened.
1: Just like a little weird, like, imagine there being a movie about, like, Davy Crockett. What? And you're like, that's like the pride of Tennessee, right? Like the most famous, like historical figure in Tennessee. And like, no,
0: if it, well, if it was called like Davy Crockett's Tennessee, probably, but not just that it's like, you know, it's just like,
1: okay. An even better example. If there was a movie about like the, the year that the volunteers won the national championship, right? A the lot state of, of people, Tennessee
0: would love that.
1: One group of people in the state of Tennessee would love that.
0: Okay, uh, well, maybe I should say, like, it's probably the same group of people in Alabama who love that. Okay. Like, I'm definitely, like, me and my friends aren't, like, going around and acting like, Oh, my God, Sweet Home Alabama, it's just the best thing that ever happened. We, we did back when we were kids and this came out. Yeah, and
1: the reason that I just, I find it so strange is because this movie, which we have mentioned, I believe, at the end of the last episode when we announced this, is not in Alabama.
0: No, it's filmed in Georgia. It
1: is so bizarre to me that you could have so much pride for a movie that is only about Alabama in name. It doesn't yeah. like it's not in Alabama. There's no it's not like you're like, wow, look, that's outside Birmingham. Yeah, that's also on a, fi- a fictional town. <laughs> right. So it's like there's nothing tied to like your geography, to your like local culture, to okay. your like the words that you use, <laughs> the like none of it. Like your slang that's regional. All of that is lost because it's not set. In Alabama, it had, uh, to my knowledge, probably no, like, person from Alabama giving tips or pointers about local culture or anything like that. And didn't we say that Reese Witherspoon isn't even from Alabama? Yeah. (laughs) Because I think we talked about this when you announced it. I don't think she's from, I think we looked, like, uh, I think we looked it up since that she's from, like, Nashville or something like that.
0: Uh, Yeah, she was born in Louisiana, like, moved overseas, and then, like, i think she spent most most of her life in tennessee yeah
1: but so all of that combined (laughs) it's like it's maybe just because alabama was so underrepresented in movies that they're just like our name isn't a title right (laughs) like it's it's like because nothing else is anything close to being about alabama oh you don't know well i'm making it my shot in the dark your shot in the dark is what I've been thinking about what am I going to do, and because it's so disconnected from the state of Alabama, to my knowledge, and again, I've never seen this, so maybe it's not. Maybe I'm going to go in there, and it's going to be all about Alabama, but...
0: How would you know if it were? What do you mean? How would you know that it's connected to Alabama?
1: No, I've only had to be in Alabama about a 100 million times. You've had to
0: be, like, in two places in Alabama.
1: That's plenty. I've driven the whole length of the state now multiple times.
0: That doesn't mean anything.
1: Okay, And most of
0: that time is in Mississippi, so...
1: Uh, either which way okay so my shot in the dark which i'm gonna i'm, I'm kind of doing this with like tongue-in-cheek because i don't think they're gonna get this right my shot in the dark is that they're gonna say roll tide okay because here's the thing any movie set in alabama in any decade mm-hmm. you would hear one roll tide somewhere yeah it's not like people actually actively go around saying like roll tide like to each mm-hmm. other like a greeting no you were you will hear it mm-hmm. yeah that's true You cannot be in the state of Alabama without hearing it, even if people saying it are kind of joking about it.
0: Yeah. It's kind of like just something like if something like a little bit like redneck happens, people go roll tide.
1: Right. So this should be a shot in the dark that is easy for me to get. Yeah. Because they are supposedly in Alabama Mm -hmm. and they're going to say roll tide. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if that's going to happen.
0: Okay. I I think that's a good one. Um, Shockingly, there are no drinking rules for this movie online.
1: That's bizarre. You'd think it'd be a pretty popular movie.
0: Yeah, so gotta think of some real quick. The first one that comes to mind is exaggerated accents, especially when if Reese Witherspoon's trying to do it. I like I just remember her like just like she talks like how Reese Witherspoon normally talks, and then out of nowhere, like she'll be like, Come down here and give me a damn divorce. You know, like that like that would be an example.
1: Okay.
0: A drinking roll.
1: So, accents?
0: Exaggerated. Okay. Accents. All right. Also, a exaggeration on Alabama-type things of, mm-hmm. like, I don't even remember if this is a thing, but, like, a, putting mayonnaise in the casserole or something. Like, something that, like, acting like every, just all Southern people do that mm-hmm. is, like, a stereotype. Yeah. Um. Anytime there's, like, a clash between uh, her being, like... Trying to be like a New York, like a New York elitist against her like Southern background,
1: uh-huh. or trying to forget her background, maybe. Yeah,
0: or like her being just like elitist in general. Okay. Like thinking she's better than people from home. Mm-hmm. Anytime they talk about glass making or pieces of glass.
1: Okay, I don't know anything about that. It,
0: it comes up so much.
1: <laughs> all right.
0: I think that's good. We'll probably come up with some while we're watching. I was going to say if there's anything kind of racist, but this is a movie made by non-Southerners, so probably not going to be too bad.
1: I, but it is pretty early 2000s, and I mean, we've seen a lot of movies that...
0: If we see Confederate flags. <laughs> yeah, sure, we can drink <laughs> to that.
1: Or something about the Civil War.
0: Yeah. There is a there is a Civil War plot point.
1: I don't doubt it.
0: <laughs> okay, you ready to go watch this, this movie about my home? Yep. <laughs> okay, let's go. and we're back from watching sweet home alabama
1: what a movie for the state of alabama to be proud of
0: i think it's a perfectly fine movie for the state of alabama to be proud of
1: no it's there's like literally I, i brought this up you know before this there's nothing about this that's like alabama none of it it's like if you went to a Texas roadhouse, like that level of like <laughs> Southern culture. <laughs> like, I think mean,
0: that's why they're proud of it. There's something like that negative about it.
1: <laughs> I, mean, I guess.
0: <laughs> uh, with the exception of, we saw a couple of Confederate flags, right? Were uh, there?
1: No, yeah, there was. And then there was a Civil War reenactment. So we yeah. had the full on Confederate stuff. The thing, too, like, and the reason I say that... That's
0: where it was. It wasn't just people, like, hanging it up as decoros during the Civil War Reenactment. That's right.
1: Right. And... Uh, but the reason I say that it's just, like, a stereotypic Southern... It's just, like, there's nothing about it that's, like, real Southern culture. And if this movie was made today, then probably they would at least say Roll Tide, which I was so close. I, we we thought that they had said it at one point in time, and they actually mumbled something else. We had to rewind it and, like, watch it five times to see if they said Roll Tide. The fact that this movie takes place, in movie speak, takes place in Alabama, you never once see an Auburn or Alabama jersey or... No, you don't. Which, that's the most unrealistic part. Right. And we thought that maybe they were watching it on TV one time, but I think that was actually a high school football game. Yeah. And so, like, maybe it was that they couldn't, like, get the rights, they didn't want to pay for the rights to actually use logos from the teams or something like that, but... You'd think that they'd almost let you do that for free for a movie like this. Yeah.
0: You're kind of disappointing me because when we turned off the movie, you were actually like, you really enjoy this movie.
1: No, it was a great bad movie. But I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm, I'm saying like. it's just
0: come in here being real, real negative. <laughs>
1: no, uh, what I'm saying is, okay, so it, here's some examples. One, it starts out with Reese Witherspoon.
0: Yes, that is her name.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I had to think <laughs> He gave me, me the most like.
0: Quetzalcoatl? is that a word? Is that what I'm trying to say? <laughs> I
1: guess. So. I don't know. Quetzalcoatl? <laughs>
0: well, quitic stare. Uh, I don't know. Anyways, you looked very confused by the the yeah. like the words coming out of your mouth. <laughs> the thing is,
1: like, sometimes I feel really confident about the name I'm saying, and then it's not right, and it's just it's like the first thing that pops to my head, and so like I wanted to make sure that that one was actually right. But here's the thing. Okay, so starts out with her. She's ashamed of her roots. She's being condescending to people. She makes a lot of sexist and homophobic comics throughout the whole thing. Um, yeah,
0: Reese Lutherspoon is the most homophobic person in Alabama.
1: Yeah, and that's a, that's a weird part of it, too, because there's like a bar scene where she says something, like she's like outing a gay friend, right? Like
0: Yeah, like her friend from high school who's like her cousin. And, right. Well, I don't think he's actually her
1: cousin. She like says she's, he's her cousin. But then like the Bubba's in the... Uh, bar that they're in are basically like, Hey, we don't do stuff like that around here. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you do. You're literally the people who do that stuff. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like if there's any state in the country that does this stuff, it's Mississippi and Alabama. So it's like, it's the funniest thing that these people in this, like, I don't know, it's like a dive bar, right? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I ran into some people in a dive bar once, uh, outside of that one. Remember we had a stop in, um, where does the race take place? talladega talladega and remember we stopped at a gas station one that was selling jars of eggs they were called man eggs
0: they, <laughs> they were they were like pickled eggs <laughs>
1: yeah but i don't know if they're called man eggs because of like men or because they have like mayonnaise in them or something no, like that like man eggs
0: i don't think that mayonnaise had anything
1: to do with it yeah but you know like man eggs is kind of like mayonnaise right it's yeah
0: mayonnaise is eggs
1: I know that actually, but my my whole point was like, I don't know why the name was Man Eggs. I think I
0: was just like, you're a man if you can take this egg and shove it in your mouth.
1: But here's the thing. It it was the grossest thing I've ever seen being sold in a stand in a a, grocery, sorry, not a grocery store, a gas station. Mm -hmm. As if anybody's going to walk in and be like, I just want a quick snack. How about this jar of pickled eggs? (laughs) Uh, But anyway, that's not what I was talking about, though. Right next to that gas station was, like, a Confederate biker bar where there was, like, a bunch of rowdy people outside. And I don't know if you overheard any of them talking, but they were using a lot of, like, words I can't say on the podcast.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I think we should take that one experience and characterize (laughs) an entire state that your wife grew up in.
1: Yeah, uh, you made it out. (laughs) Congratulations. (laughs) I mean, there's, there's fine things about Alabama and that's not my point, but boy. Anyway, so you have all that. You also have just like, everything is overused, over stereotypic. So it's like people are talking like, Hey, you need to go talk to your Paul, like, which isn't even like an Alabama accent necessarily. Like I haven't heard people talk like that specifically there. I've heard people talk like that elsewhere.
0: There there is a very specific Alabama accent and I do not think anyone in the movie got it right.
1: Right. And then you also have like the full on like harmonica like as it like a banjo with harmonica mm-hmm. noise that <laughs> they would just play. Like that's what the, the noise it's like Like in Yeah, <laughs> it's like like the type of thing that plays as soon as she sees her ex husband, who's also always dirty. Every like from the minute that she sees oh him, God. he is his
0: first his first interest <laughs> into the movie.
1: He was filthy and, like, would not go take a shower. Yeah, and he stays like that for a while. Like, 30 minutes of the movie, he has I think it's maybe three minutes. No, no, no. no. Because from the moment you first see him, I mean, maybe not 30 minutes, at least 10 minutes. In
0: that hour and 20-minute movie, I don't think 30 minutes he was dirty. I don't know.
1: (laughs) I mean, the thing is, like, when she shows up, he was like... What are you doing around these parts? Sean, you're, you're now sound <laughs> ignorant. <laughs> no, because he's like, that, he has like a heavy accent. One, Reese Witherspoon doesn't have any accent. Yes, She does. No, she does later.
0: Right. But like, that's like me, though. Like, 75% of the time, like, people would not know that I'm from South Alabama until I get into a certain state. Either I'm real pissed off or I'm drunk. And then it is very clear that I'm from backwoods, Alabama.
1: I just don't know about that. I think that what your problem is when you slip into an accent is that it's not even an accent you're slipping into. you're just getting a lazy tongue, and that happens to sound like a southern accent. I think, well, yeah, I have
0: a lazy tongue regardless, but
1: because that's normally do, like where you eat the end of your words and things like that
0: sure, but i have
1: like I have an accent that I worked
0: hard to like, not have, mm-hmm. especially as, like, I was going to college and having an adult life. I'm like, man, my dad's side of the family. Oof. My well, My dad's family's from Alabama. My mom's from California. So, that also kind of changes
1: the way I talk. Well, and the thing is, like, nobody in your family really has a thick accent.
0: Ken Kind of has a thick accent.
1: Uh, In a way, but it's more like the words he chooses to use more than just how he speaks, right? Yeah. And I feel like...
0: I definitely don't have any in my family that has, like, that, like, the stereotypical, or anybody in my, like, maternal and my stepdad side of the family that has, like, that stereotypical
1: accent. Right. Your grandmother was the only person who had, like, an and actual accent. she had, accent. like,
0: the Southern Belle accent.
1: Yeah, that was more like a Georgia-style <laughs> yeah. accent, yeah. like a long-drawing accent. But that's, like, not the same yeah. either. In uh, either which way, it's fine to have all those accents. That's not my point of that. It's just that in this movie, they, like, really ramp it up. And she starts out in New York City with no accent. Like, nobody even knows she's from Alabama.
0: I have a fun fact about that. Uh-huh. That this was the first movie filmed in New York City post
1: 9-11. Really? Yep. Huh. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it is kind of crazy.
0: Also, while they're in New York City, the, like, dream scene for every girl is that she gets proposed to by Patrick Dempsey in Tiffany's. And yep. that is the first scene that was ever filmed in Tiffany's since Breakfast at Tiffany's with Audrey Hepburn. Hmm. Isn't what that crazy? Thing.
1: Yeah. I would have never known because it didn't look that real, like when no, the was, way they filmed it, you know?
0: That is definitely the real Tiffany's. Weird. I've gone in there to, you know, fulfill both my Audrey Hepburn and Sweet Home Alabama dreams. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it, again, during that whole part, she doesn't have any accent. She goes down to Alabama... Where she still doesn't really have an accent, then she has a really thick accent for a minute and then it goes away and then it comes back and then it goes away. It's like it's weird. It's it's very inconsistent, but we also know that Reese Weatherspoon doesn't really have an accent and she's from Nashville or something she like that. She does
0: have a legitimate accent.
1: Yeah, but not to the level of what they're trying to make this. Sure, character sound no. Like. No
0: not like the yeah, the her like old school accent, but she does have an accent.
1: Right. There's also her, like, New York boyfriend, uh, fiancé, I suppose, because they get engaged in that scene that you just talked about. Weird character, and also, like, his mom's a weird character, too, Mm because she's, in some ways, like, the villain of the movie. She is. Yeah, but she's just, she's, like, the mayor of New York City or something like that. Which, like. She was the Giuliani. Yeah, she's the Giuliani of, Mm -hmm. it's so confusing, uh how they like portray her in mm-hmm. some ways. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess it, it, it does make sense. And it's like, she's like the pretentious, like political person who does everything for politics and mm-hmm. like p- perception, uh, like how everybody is being perceived in her family. Uh, but there's a time where, uh, I can't remember the exact context, but essentially she's never let her fiance meet her parents or anybody in her family. And it's because she's embarrassed she's from Alabama or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think it's just that and she like, in... changes
0: her name and everything.
1: Right. Well, and he's also like extremely wealthy and her family's well, like, no, not... she
0: she has always claimed to be from Alabama, but she claimed to be from like this like plantation owning family.
1: Right. Did you know that that's eventually what she claimed? Uh, cause then her gave us friend lives there. Right. Isn't he the one that actually lives there? Yeah. The one that she outs by yeah. uh, like, well, I guess not by accident. The house right next to which they're doing their, uh, Confederate. The house is at
0: Berry college in Georgia. Oh really? That I've been to.
1: Huh. Were there any deer? So many deer. Well, I mean, I didn't remember seeing any in the movie
0: because they were pretending they were in
1: Alabama. Oh well, yeah. I don't know how you get all that many deer away though, because there's a ton of them.
0: There's, I think, there's more deer than people.
1: Yeah, I think that's what I heard too.
0: Um, I, because uh, Barry College was one of the colleges I was considering. When I was choosing a college, mm-hmm. um, mainly just because they were courting me, not because like I was interested in them. But how I definitely was not interested in them was one. It is really cool, like on their campus, like so, like they're like kind of like a farming school, like they pride themselves on farming, mm-hmm. which is number one why I would not go there because like to go there, at least at the time that I was gonna be a freshman, it was a requirement that you had to have a work study job. And the work-study job, at least for one semester, had to be a farming duty. Mm-hmm. And I was not going to farm at all. Ever. <laughs> you had Never, ever. Never. They gave me a full ride, and I said no specifically because, because of the farming. My... Yeah.
1: You still did do that other thing where you went to that oh, outdoor thing.
0: We could dedicate an entire episode to have a ranch.
1: Yeah, and that's, that didn't seem to we go should, very
0: well. We should invite Sarah onto the podcast. Sarah's one of my best friends. And specifically have a uh, section of the podcast that we dedicate to the Heifer Ranch story. Yeah. Because it is quite the story. We basically got, like, when as a college group my freshman year, and we basically got kicked out and asked to never come back. <laughs> Makes um, sense. <laughs> it was horrible. Um, but, two, the other thing at Barry College, what, something that's really cool is that they have, like, these, like, little like guest cabins mm-hmm. that like prospective students and their parents can stay in like when they come and visit
1: yeah
0: um and so like we were able to do that and like multiple times like deer came up to like the like door of the cabin mm-hmm. and i was like Mm-mm, can't do this
1: was it just trying to get food
0: yeah like i guess like they're just around so many people that like they're, they're not scared of people
1: so they're like they're somewhat domesticated
0: Kind of. Like, they're not they're not caged in at all. Like, they can roam wherever they want to. They can go off the property of the campus if, like, they want. But yeah. I guess, like, it's just, like, they're around people so much that they just don't, like, care about them.
1: Right. There are these deer in Japan that, like, a lot of people post videos of. You might have seen this. That, like, the deer will, like, bow to you and stuff. What? They basically, like, just... There are so many people that go to this shrine... And the deer are just kind of roaming around. And they they get food from them and and stuff like that, you know? Mm -hmm. But uh, some of them, like, I've watched things where, like, somebody will bow to one and it will, like, kind of bow back. But it's just, like, a learned behavior. Like, you would treat it, like, you know, train a dog or something. Right. And they're getting food. And so, like...
0: Our dog can't even do one trick correctly to get a treat.
1: Yeah. I'm sure that not all the deer can do this, but it's something that you'll see videos of.
0: Yeah.
1: And in general, they come, like, right up to people and Mm -hmm. basically, like, beg for food.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely not like I don't want the wild animal coming up to me person. My right. mom thought it was the coolest thing in the world. and thought it was so cute. <laughs> well, mom did not.
1: Right. Um, one thing that I was going to bring up, too, about the the, uh, the mayor mother that I forgot about was that there's one point where, I mean, you know that she's mayor. And mm-hmm. it's confusing because it's like, is she running for president now? Or is she just running for mayor again?
0: No, she is gearing up to have a presidential campaign.
1: Okay, because the whole thing is like her saying like, there's one point where she basically says like, we need to do this for the electoral votes. But like, Mm -hmm. the electoral votes of what? She's a supposedly, well, I don't know, Rudy Giuliani was a Republican. So maybe she's a Republican from New York, in which case she would lose her own state. But if she's a Democrat mayor from New York, there's no what is this? 1880? Like she's, gonna, she's not going <laughs> to win Alabama? Okay, look, I don't think this. I don't think this movie was really trying to feed through it that harshly. Right. Also,
0: in late 2002, you had a better of a chance of turning a state than you would today.
1: Yeah, I mean, Al Gore won Tennessee. Yeah, so <laughs> that would never happen today. <laughs> yeah.
0: There's something really important I have to say, and we talked about it. Josh Lucas, who plays Reese Witherspoon's, I want to say ex husband, but the whole point in the movie is that she's there to get a divorce and can't get it. So right. her husband. Mm-hmm. Um one, I haven't seen him in like anything lately. But two, he is a budget Ryan Gosling.
1: Yeah, yeah, he really is. He looks kind of it's- like a mix of multiple <laughs>
0: It's like a budget Ryan Gosling mixed with a budget Bradley Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just uncanny.
1: Which neither of those people would have been all that famous then, right? They would have still been like Maybe B list actors.
0: Yeah, Ryan Gosling probably had just been in Remember the Titans at that point, which was probably like his first like recognizable thing, and he mm-hmm. was like a C list character in that. Right. So Ryan Gosling really didn't like become like an established person until the Notebook.
1: Right. Well, and then Bradley Cooper. I'm trying to think what he might have been in in this time period. Either which way, this guy is not either of them, and he still isn't right. today. <laughs> um, yeah, that guy. He, uh, he's not the best. It it kind of like, it really started out his character wrong for me because of the whole lightning thing. And
0: so I can kiss you anytime I want.
1: Yeah. Um, you can go ahead and say that whole phrase. What was the whole phrase again?
0: She was like, why do you want to go around marrying a girl like me? And he says, so I can kiss you anytime I want. Right. And also... <laughs> but they're like in the nine scene, years old. <laughs> they're nine years old, and the person playing young Reese Witherspoon is Dakota Fanning. Really? hmm I
1: didn't recognize her in that. Are you kidding me? Uh, I don't know. I just, you just
0: don't recognize people. It drives me insane because like, my like hobby, my sport, mm-hmm. is recognizing people in their TV shows or movies and knowing their entire filmography.
1: Yeah. I think I was just too annoyed by that scene because also the CGI lightning was so underwhelming. <laughs> I was going to say overwhelming because of how much I was like irked by it, but it was <laughs> underwhelming in that it looked so fake. And it's just like non-stop lightning. And the whole premise is that it's just constantly hitting a beach that they frequent, <laughs> like that you would just keep going there. Imagine if there was a beach that just kept getting nonstop struck by lightning. That's not the beach you would hang out at. Like right. that's dangerous. You're not going to go do that. Right. And the whole premise is that it hits so frequently. I don't know. Does anything like this in Alabama exist? Is this real? Is this based on some like thing I, that happens?
0: I mean, yeah. Especially like being around the coast and whatnot. Like it's a big risk if like there's a lightning storm. That's like they force you to clear the beach because lightning strikes near water.
1: Right, right. Yeah, and I, and I understand that part. But I mean, like this notion that. Lightning strikes so frequently that not, I mean, everybody can read this from the beginning, right? Where he, they have that scene, their, their children, he wants to kiss her or whatever. Clearly that's going to be reenacted toward the end, right? Like Mm -hmm. that everybody can read that from the first scene. So for it to be lightning like that at the beginning and at the end, and so frequently in between that the guy can like run a business, like a full on business off of the glass that is made by when, the lightning hits the sand.
0: Yeah. But I mean, to make a point though, like he goes and installs like, like metal rods out in the sand to like attract the lightning.
1: (laughs) But does anybody actually do that? Is that a thing? I want to know.
0: I I don't know. I can't speak knowledgeably on
1: that. I mean, it would be cool if that's like an actual way of making glass, like vases and things, but I, I've never heard of it. Yeah. Um, But it, it was kind of like a ridiculous thing. And then of course they go back to it and, it's also supposed to be kind of like a twist that, like, look what he does. He still makes glass things because he goes to that beach all the time and thinks about you. It seemed like it was trying to be a twist of, like, the first time she goes to his glass shop. Uh-huh. And she's like, oh, my God, you're the guy who makes glass? The person who only talks about glass and who used to set up lightning rods in the sands? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> A shock! Like, how are you surprised by that? There's only one guy it in this is whole town. it's the most
0: annoying thing because Reese Witherspoon, like, throughout the entire movie, I was like, "Oh my god, look at like this vase!"
1: Yeah, because like and everybody, like, in the whole town has one of these,
0: right? And it's like, no, uh, there's nobody. Like Beth, who is married to Tyler, who's been on the podcast before, she's somebody who would maybe like see some like glass or crystal vases and be like, "Oh, that's cool," but like Beth would never just like. Walk around and everywhere we go, point out every glass vase and be like, Oh my God, this is just so amazing. Look at this. Look at this, you know?
1: Right. And, like, then, and then imagine <laughs> if, if she did do that. And then, like, I don't know, a year later, Tyler is like, I actually make those. And she's like, What? <laughs> the person who I fell in love with. While the glass is being made on the sand, who, like the person who literally goes and installs lightning rods on the beach so that it will make glass when the lightning strikes, the person uh, who... <laughs> well, she doesn't know that part,
0: that's for sure.
1: Right. But I mean, they were also married at some point in time. I'm sure he didn't stop like making glass during that time. He's doing it essentially from the beginning.
0: But he's not making the glass when they're nine years old.
1: No, I mean, but like... God, this this movie,
0: talking about this movie is making me talk Southern. <laughs> Um, well. Well, the closest we got to your old hide is that we learned that they shared a dog together and that dog's name was Bear. And then when she comes home to get the divorce, Bear has died and the new dog who looks exactly like Bear's name is Bryant.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's like the most that they reference something.
0: Right. But she does go and visit Bear's grave site in Coon Dog Cemetery. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Also, the the Coon Dog Cemetery is basically like it looks like a haunted mansion slash country bear jamboree, like level prop. Mm -hmm. There's like a literally like a rickety wooden sign that says Coon Dog Cemetery that's like (laughs) hanging and like swaying back and forth in the middle of a town square. The Kundog Cemetery yeah. is, like, literally in the middle of the downtown square. It really is. That's not where that would go, right? That would go, like, out in some random open field or something like that. This is literally encircled by, like, the town hall and, like, a pavilion where people meet and stuff like that. Right. Just in the middle of that.
0: Well, I can tell you one thing. Yeah. The dog bear has a better gravesite than Ivana Trump. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that thing is elaborate. <laughs>
1: She didn't even have a headstone, to my knowledge. It was just.
0: Oh, well, the headstone could take a little while to get. I'm sure they're going to put a headstone out there.
1: <laughs> I don't know. It might detract from the golfing. The golfing. <laughs> you don't want a distraction as people are doing that. Can you still? Can you maybe get a bigger tax write-off if you add a headstone to it? Probably. Lord.
0: That's involve paying your taxes though. <laughs> so.
1: There is. There is a surprising amount of evidence that he probably buried her there, which she has no connection to, because of a tax write-off. There's like, there's more than like incidental, like it's more than coincidence. Uh, that's another podcast. Yeah, I mean, we don't even talk about that right now. But here's the other, the worst part of the whole movie for me. We're supposed to like Reese Witherspoon, even though she uses the most slurs. <laughs> she. Is like, why don't you just go to a gay bar then? Uh, like, like that type of <laughs> right. stuff. She is kind of intolerable in moments. Not all, not through the whole movie, but like in certain moments she's kind of intolerable. And then she tells this like what's supposed to be endearing story about how she tried to blow up her cat.
0: <laughs> it wasn't her cat. It was like the town cat.
1: <laughs> but it's like, and it's told in a uh-huh. way that like you're supposed to be like, oh, That's terrible, but actually, the cat was terminally ill. And so she was actually doing it a favor. If if you're going to do like a humane uh, putting an animal to sleep type thing, you wouldn't blow it up. You wouldn't like explode it. (laughs) Right? You would like, you would do something else. You would not explode it. And what's even worse about that story is that that cat is still alive.
0: <laughs> it's still alive, just
1: missing a tail. So, one, it was blown up. <laughs> Two, I guess it wasn't terminally ill enough, because it's like, this is like 10 years, maybe even longer than that. Yeah. They went from being like 9 mm-hmm. when she blew this cat up, or somewhere between like 9 and 12 when she blew the cat up. Now they're like at least in their, what, late 20s? Yeah. At minimum. Yeah. So this cat lived forever after being blown up, <laughs> but you're just supposed to be like, "What a cute story about right. how she tied firecrackers to a cat."
0: Right. And
1: <laughs> <laughs> that, that was like, <laughs> that was like a new, another level for me. It
0: was just a weird plot point to put into the movie at all. Right. (laughs) That had to be a true story from someone involved in this movie. I
1: don't mean maybe.
0: That's just a weird ass story to put in there. It doesn't make any sense.
1: And it's not that endearing. It's
0: not at all.
1: (laughs) You know, it's like in in movie making, there's a thing called Save the Cat. And Saving the Cat is a a premise that's taught to a lot. It's based on uh, this book that was written Uh by this guy called Save the Cat. And essentially, it's a screenwriting tool to make you like characters So essentially, the premise is just have a character save a cat. Even if it's like an evil character that you want people to relate with, then set them up as having at least one good quality. It doesn't have to be actually saving a cat, right? Right. It can be like whatever. Just something, like you feed a homeless person one time, even if it's in passing. Just so you're like, oh, that's a human being.
0: Sam Rockwell's entire movie career.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Literally. Uh, But I feel like somebody, like this. that book just came out during this, and they're like... Okay, how can we have her save... Okay, so we're going to do a twist on this. She's not going to save the cat. She's actually going to blow the cat up, but to end its suffering. And then oh, everybody will, will feel so great for this woman. That's one of the weirdest things I've ever seen in like a romantic comedy. As something that's supposed to make you like fall in love with the character.
0: Well, what are your final thoughts on this movie?
1: I don't really have many other thoughts. Um, <laughs> again, I keep, you know, like joking about it but it, it is a fun movie to watch um it's a good drinking movie it's not a great movie some people will i guess think that this is like an actually good movie like not just a like fun mm-hmm. movie right they'll think that it's an actually good movie mm-hmm. i don't think it's an actually good movie for all the reasons that we just said right <laughs> there's too many of these reasons <laughs> but it is fun to watch i would mm-hmm. probably watch it again after a little while yeah and it was a good drinking night movie
0: I think it was a really good Drinking Night movie. I scored it an 8 out of 10 for drinkability.
1: Yeah, I was going to give it a 9 out of 10. Oh, nice. I think specifically because of how much we laughed at the Coon Dog sign. We laughed so hard <laughs> at it. <laughs> it was so funny to us. <laughs> uh,
0: what are you scoring in this movie overall?
1: A 55.
0: Whoa. I gave it a 32.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, in my mind, it's, like, it's bad, but not so bad. Like, it doesn't have, like, huge narrative plot holes. Mm-hmm. It does have weird things. I'm fine with weird things, though. It's, like, because they're interesting to talk about and, mm-hmm. you know, you have to have something that makes romantic comedies different than other romantic comedies. Right. Um, the Lightning was stupid. Yeah. I, I To me, that made sense. A 55. Okay. I am not right. I'm higher than you, but...
0: I love it. I love when you like my picks.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was enjoyable to watch. Again, I feel like if this movie was made today, it could have been as fun to watch, but also better. And it could have maybe been like in the 70s. Okay. Like, for instance, they could have used like actual Alabama locations or they could have had actual Alabama things. Yeah. Or, you know, it's like, and it doesn't have to just be football, but it's like there are other things that exist in Alabama, right? That you could... Mm -hmm allude to in some way to at least know that you're in the state you're supposed to be in.
0: Yeah, that's fair. So next movie night are your picks. Am I going to like them?
1: Uh, we'll see. (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) Gulp. (laughs) So uh, this one was actually a little difficult for me to choose because I wanted to go with a video game route, video game movie. And at first I was thinking about choosing Detective Pikachu uh, I think I will still choose that in the future. Uh, it's the highest-rated video game movie of all time, I believe. Uh, or it's at least the highest-rated Ninten- Nintendo movie of all time uh, like that uses Nintendo characters. Uh, I think it's the highest-rated video game movie of all time. However, I have really been wanting to watch Demolition Man. And Demolition Man, though it is not originally a video game, was turned into an NES video game, like a Nintendo video game. Mm-hmm. So... I did want a Nintendo movie because my second pick, I think that's good enough. It's kind of feels Mm. video gamey in some ways, even though it's not. And they made a video game about it. So that is, there was a video game version of this. And I remember playing as a kid. I don't remember anything about (laughs) it, but I do remember (laughs) playing it. So Mm. that's my good movie because I've specifically because I've really been wanting to watch Demolition Man.
0: Never seen it. Never heard of it. Don't know a thing about it.
1: Yeah. uh, I mean, it's great. It's uh, Is that? yeah. I mean, it's like a, has a, role in our culture in some ways okay there might be some things you recognize from it like quotes or something i mean wesley snipes is in it sylvester stallone um very Mm. 80s style action movie
0: i don't know i did enjoy things like speed so maybe yeah i speed face off
1: kind of more face-off-ish less speedish speed i mean speed is also kind of goofy but not to the level of face-off speed is more like trying to actually just be an action movie but it's like goofy along the way. You know what okay. I mean? Like the premise is kind of goofy and the main villain is a little goofy, but it's not trying to be like absurd, right? Which I feel like Face Off is. Okay. This is a little bit more absurd, the Demolition Man. So pairing that, the worst video game movie of all time. I don't know if this is actually rated the worst, but it has to be one of the worst. Also a Nintendo movie, Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Super Mario Brothers. I wasn't even aware there was a movie version of this. I I saw it in the early 90s. Don't remember a thing about it. I remember one scene from it, but I'm not going to bring it up because we're going to watch it. So uh, I remember one scene from it. And I remember my dad and I laughing at that one scene. Other than that, uh, it's been so long since I saw this that we'll just have to see. But it's on most lists. One, as like one of the worst video game movies, but also as just one of the worst movies.
0: That's scary.
1: Yes. That can go
0: many directions. Yeah, but
1: I think it's going to be crazy enough that it's going to be fun, fun bad, Mm -hmm. not just bad bad. Okay. I don't know what they're doing with this movie, but I mean, it's just like off the rails. I I
0: don't know either. I'm a little concerned. I'm not going to lie.
1: Well, we'll have to see when we watch it. Okay. Like I said, I don't remember enough <laughs> about it to know how bad it is. I do remember it's pretty bad. But one spoiler: they don't do anything that looks like Super Mario. <laughs> like, you, if you saw any of the characters from this, you would not know that it's even like playing on Super Mario. Interesting. Yeah, you wouldn't recognize any of the characters, other than maybe like Mario and Luigi. Interesting. Yeah, who Luigi is played by John Lugazama. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> A very young uh, Lugazama.
0: Our favorite little person from Moulin Rouge.
1: Yeah, this is before he did that. I would hope so. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay, well.
1: It's good movie night.
0: Sweet home Alabama. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Okay,
0: until next time. Bye. Okay, bye.